0: welcome to the hope city church podcast we're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message we pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to jesus let's take a listen it is uh, so good to be here with you looks different we're not meeting in person right now it's a little frustrating but I am truly thankful that we still have mediums, that we've learned how to do things like this so that we can continue to gather in homes with our families and continue to have the gospel go out and the good news of Jesus continued to be shared. Um, it might be frustrating, yep, for sure. It's hard not to hug somebody when you see them and, and get together with friends, especially at this time of year. Uh, But we're so thankful for all that God is continuing to do in the midst of the storm. Um, Last week, we talked about peace. This morning, I want to continue on the same kind of vein, and I want to talk to you about hope today. Um, You know, we talked about peace last week, and there's not a lot of peace in the world right now. There's a lot of frustration and confusion. And I want to talk about hope today because... Uh, for a lot of people, there's not a lot of hope. There's a lot of hopelessness and, and people are despairing. They're not sure what the future is going to look like. They're not sure how much longer we're going to be stuck living life like this and how much longer um, I, I'm going to have to live life and not be able to gather and hang out and do all those things that I love to do. And as things like this continue to drag out, people start to lose their hope and they begin to despair and they begin to fall into um, sadness and depressions. And I'm here to tell you today that uh, you don't have to fall into those things. Um, You could say, you know, pastor, um, that's a crazy statement. Uh, because this has been a long nine months. And yes, I agree with you. It's been a long nine months, but I want to tell you today that if you continue to put your hope and your faith on Jesus Christ, if you continue to fix your eyes squarely on him in the midst of all that's going on, you don't have to lose hope. And that's what we're going to talk about today is hope. Hope in hopeless times. Hope when it seems like there's no reason to hope. And in fact, that's what a lot of biblical hope is 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 hope when it looks like there's no reason to have hope anyways. Um, if you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn with me to the book of Matthew, and we're only going to look in two passages of scriptures today, and uh, at the end of this message, we're actually going to be taking communion. and so we had this in the newsletter, so I hope you've got your stuff ready so you can take communion with us at the end. Um, Matthew chapter twelve, I'm going to start in verse eighteen, and this This is from a prophecy of the book of Isaiah, these uh, four verses here. And it says, look at my servant servant who I have chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public and he will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious. maybe some of you need to highlight that verse right there where it says finally he will cause justice to be victorious because uh, only jesus could do that jesus when he went to the cross finally made justice and righteousness victorious over every other thing he paid the price and in paying that price he made and i love how it's i love the wording here and i love the picture of making justice victorious Um, and maybe that's a word for you today Verse 21 is where I want to focus for a minute. And it says this to us. And in his name will be the hope of all the world. And in his name will be the hope of all the world. Now, you know how I feel about marking up your Bibles. And so... In my Bible right here, I don't know if you can see this or not, but I've got circles and highlights and little notes beside things, and I encourage you to do the same. I, you know that I always encourage you to mark up your Bible when the Spirit of God speaks to you. Um, and, I, and I want you to pay attention. Now, whether that's by highlighting or circling or marking, I want you to pay attention to three words in this small verse right here. And the first one is the word, His. It says, and his name. Notice it doesn't have your name or my name or some other great person's name in history. It has His name. And that name is only one name and it's the name of Jesus. And His name, Jesus' name, will be the... Now I want you to circle or underline or highlight or make a something, make a mental note. It says, will be the hope of all the world. The hope. the hope it's singular it's not his name will be one of the hopes it's not his name will be part of the hope it is his name will be the hope the hope the name of Jesus is the hope there are all kinds of things in the world that are good and you should avail yourself to and, and will help you work through the issues of life and you know all those kind of things. And those are great and I encourage you to use them. But I wanna remind you at the end of the day, even while you're seeking those other forms of help, those things are great. But at the end of the day, there is one hope and that is the name of Jesus. And in his name will be the hope his name is the hope, the hope, singular. There's nothing else. There's no other thing but His name that is your hope. That's your hope. That's my hope. It is the hope. And then it goes on and says, of all the world. And I want you to circle that word all or underline it or do whatever you do. But it says all the world. His name and in His name will be the hope of all the world. The word all means all. I don't know how else to describe it in a better way than that. It means without exclusion. It means everything included. It means all the stuffs, all of the stuffs. There is nothing else. There's, there's nothing for anybody else. His name is the hope of all the world for everyone forever. For all the people that were and all the people that are to come, His name is their hope, the one hope. And if they put their trust and they put their hope in His name, they will not be left uh, flat in their face because He made justice, like it says in the previous verse, victorious. We can put our trust in His name. We can put our hope in His name His name is our one and only hope. Now, what does the word hope mean? It's kind of a vague thought. It's kind of a vague um, idea. And basically, hope is the anticipation of a future that is better than your present. It's the feeling of Things could be better than this. And when you have that feeling, it causes hope to rise inside of you. And so when it uses the word hope here, the Greek word is Greek 1680, I believe. And it's the Greek word peace, And it means this, to anticipate with pleasure and expectation. So um, the idea is, is waiting, actually you're anticipating. When you're anticipating something, it means you're, you don't quite have it yet, you're waiting on it. And so it says, in his name will be the hope of all the world. Uh, your hope is anticipation and excitement with pleasure. You're waiting on him to move in your circumstances. You see, biblical hope is based on a person not on a circumstance. And that person, like we said previously, that person is the person of Jesus Christ who went to the cross and laid down his life and made, like it said again, I just just love this the way it's said here. I just want to say it again, who made justice victorious. That's who we put our hope in. That's what we wait on. We wait And we hope for Him to move in our life, in our circumstances, and in our situations, in our mind, in our bodies when we're sick. We put our hope in Him. We put our faith in Him. We put our trust in Him. Waiting, anticipating for Him to move in us and through us. Now you say, you know, Pastor Jake, what about when I'm hoping and I'm waiting and anticipating and things aren't moving what's well, up that's a good question I want to share another scripture with you and I want to take you to the book of Hosea Hosea is in the Old Testament and um, it's right after Daniel and in chapter 2 we're gonna look at this and I, I feel like this is a word for some people today um, Hosea was a prophet and God asked him to marry a woman named Gomer who was a prostitute because God wanted to use Hosea's life as a illustration of the people of Israel. The people of Israel had turned away from God and they began to worship Baal and other idols and they they were doing all kinds of things that they shouldn't be doing. And they had turned their back and they had turned their, their hearts and their lives to other things and they were being punished because of it. And in Hosea chapter 2, we're going to start in verse 14. The, The Lord is speaking and he says this. He says, but then I will win her back once again. I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her there. And I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. This is a really interesting verse, and, and I'm gonna do my best to try and uh, bring out some great truth here to you. First of all, I wanna say this. I asked you a question. I, oh, I posed a question. I said, you know, you could be sitting there right now saying, ah, you know, I put my hope in Jesus. The name, the, the name that I have my hope in. There's no other hope but the name of Jesus. It's the hope of all the world but I'm not seeing things change. I'm not seeing things move the way that I need them to. I'm anticipating and I'm waiting, but what what do I do when I don't see that? And we come here to Hosea, and we see a very interesting verse. And I wanna tell you this, that in biblical hope, in biblical hope, the way that you move forward is by looking at the way God has moved in your past. The way God moved in your past is what motivates you for your hope in the future. You can say to yourself, I can see that God did this one time. I can see that God moved this way in my life. I can see that at one time, I remember three years ago when this was happening in my life that God showed up and did this. And when you can look back at the things that God did in your life previously or in the lives of your family or your family members, you can look back, it motivates you to have hope for your future. Do you understand what I'm saying? You look to the past to move ahead. You look to where God has orchestrated and moved in your life to, re, to regain that hope, to regain that desire, to regain that anticipation, that excitement, say, if he did it once, he'll do it again. I know I say that all the time, but I say it because it's true. Because if God has done something once, he can and will do it again. He may not do it the same way, but he wants good things for you. God doesn't want you stuck in your troubles and in your problems. And in fact, I love how it says here, he's going to transform the valley of trouble into the gateway or the door of hope. And that's what I wanted to focus on for a few minutes with you. I will transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. Now, what he's talking about here, the actual word is the valley of a core. And I just want to give you some history. In Joshua chapter 7, the valley of Achor was where they took Achan. Now, you maybe, maybe you don't know Achan and all you can think of is Achan sounds like bacon, uh, but his name was Achan. And when Joshua and the Israelites took the city of Jericho, they were commanded not to take anything out of the city. And this person named Achan, when, when they went in, when the walls fell down, the Israelites went in, Achan found some stuff that he wanted and he took it even though they were commanded not to. And he hid it underneath his tent and then the Israelites went to go fight the people of Ai after they had taken Jericho. They went to go fight the people of Ai and they got whooped And so they went back and Joshua was crying to God and God said, why are you crying to me? He said, this is happening because someone in your camp disobeyed. And so they found out, you can go read Joshua chapter six and seven to see the whole story yourself, but long story short, they found out that it was Achan who had disobeyed God and who had stolen stuff from the city and buried it under his tent. And what they did was, what God commanded them to do was they took Achan and everything he owned and everything he had and his kids, and his family, and they took him out to the Valley of Achor. And the Bible says, Joshua says to Achan, because you have troubled the people of Israel, God is going to trouble you. And so then they stoned Achan and all of his possessions and all of his family, and the Bible says, then they burnt them, then they buried them up, they put a bunch of rocks on them. And so that Valley of Achor became known as the valley of trouble. And maybe you're sitting here today saying, good Lord, my life, I feel like my life is the valley of trouble. I feel like 2020 has been the valley of trouble. I feel like my marriage is the valley of trouble. I feel like my finances are the valley of trouble. I feel like some stuff has gone on in my life, in my relationships, some stuff taking place in my body right now. And I, I feel like that sickness and those symptoms are the valley of trouble. And what God is saying here, He says He is redeeming these things. And I will return her vineyard to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. God is taking those things in your life that are troubling you, the valley of trouble, and he is transforming. I love the word transform. Transform is, well, you know, one of my favorite toys growing up was a transformer. And I'm sure you all know what transformers are. You know, they're robots that pretend to be other things. So it's like a robot who is a car or a jet. For a while, there was robots who were dinosaurs. It's great. The point of this is that they transformed, they completely changed what they were into something else. And just off the top of my head, that's the first thought that I thought of. Transformation from one thing to completely something different. And that's what God is saying to some of you today in this place. That he is going to transform your valley of trouble. Whatever your valley of trouble is, God is going to transform that valley of trouble into a doorway of hope. And he's talking about the beginning of this verse 14. He talks about, I'm gonna lead her into the desert. He's talking about the people of Israel where he first wooed them out of Egypt and they walked through the desert and God revealed himself over and over and over and over again where God proved himself to them, where God showed his might and his strength and his provision to them. God is saying that I will turn your valley of trouble into a doorway of hope. And interestingly enough, that word hope in the Hebrew, because we're in the Old Testament, is the Hebrew word kavah. Okay, it's Greek number 6960. And again, it means um, waiting, expecting, anticipating. It is the feeling of tension and expectation while you wait for something to happen. That's what hope is. Let hope be restored to you today in this place. As you're watching this, my prayer in my heart is, is that hope is restored to you, that that hopelessness and that despair that you may be feeling in this season. Maybe you're saying, yeah, 2020 is coming to an end, but I have no hope for 2021. 2020 has been such a trash year. So much stuff has gone on. It's just been downhill the whole year long. I have no hope for 2021. God is saying today to you in this place that he is turning your valley of trouble into a doorway of hope. Just wait with expectation, eagerly anticipating what he is going to do because he is, like it says here, transforming what was into what is to come. We serve a good God. So the way forward the way to restore your lost hope, the way to move ahead with hope again is to remind yourself. And and as I was preparing this message, I felt like the spirit of God said, tell them that some of them that are watching this message need to take stock and go back and think about the things and remember the things that God has done for you in the past. Maybe you need to begin to make a list somewhere. Maybe you need to begin to write some things down and put them on mirrors, and put them on your phone so you can see them every time you look at them. But remind yourself of what God has done in the past because the way ahead is to look back and see what He's done for you. Hope is being restored. My prayer today is that those that are despairing, those that are hurt and lost, are being reminded right now by the Spirit of God. And Father, I ask you right now to remind people of how and when and what you did in their lives. Maybe they thought it was by their own hand. Maybe they thought it was by their family's hand or by some relation's hand. But Father, I pray and I ask right now all across, wherever this video is being showed, Father, I ask that you begin to open eyes and bring revelation and bring um, insight so that our hope is restored as we wait upon you. May that hope be restored. Bring those things back to our remembrance right now in the name of Jesus. That's my prayer for you today. I always want to read this to you, this verse in closing. I want to read this to you out of the message. And and I don't read the message often, but sometimes it has some really good things. Hosea chapter 2 Verse 14 and 15, and it says this in the message translation. And now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start all over again. I'm taking her back out into the wilderness where we had our first date, and I'll court her, and I'll give her bouquets of roses, and I'll turn Heartbreak Alley into Acres of Hope. It's just such a beautiful picture. Heartbreak Alley transformed into Acres of Hope. A valley is like this, and it's closed in, it's hemmed in. There's there's not a lot of room usually to get through a valley. But the picture of an acre is wide open space. God is taking you from these hemmed in, congested, tight spots where you feel maybe claustrophobic and things don't look good over here and they don't look good over here and they don't look good behind me and they don't look good on top of me. And there's just stuff pressing in on all sides. But the Spirit of God is saying, I'm going to transform. And I'm going to begin to remove those things from your life. And transform that tight, tight valley. That valley of trouble. That valley of despair. That valley of heartache. I'm going to transform that into acres of hope as you wait upon me. Just watch and see what I will do in you, through you, and for you, says the Spirit of God. One last thing I want to do with you this morning is I want to take communion as we remember God's goodness in our life, as we restore our hope, as we continue to place our hope in Him. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 is Apostle Paul speaking. And in verse 23, he begins and he says, On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread. He gave thanks to it, broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. So if you have your bread with you right now, I want to take a second and just remember Jesus, his work on the cross. Let him restore your hope. In his name, it is the hope of all the world. So Father, today, we remember your body that was broken for us. God, you sent your son to willingly lay his life down on the cross. He bore our stripes. He bore our sicknesses. His body was beaten and bruised and torn apart for us. And Father, we remember your son on that cross. Jesus, we thank you for taking that beating, for taking that place, for paying a price that we could never pay. We restore our hope in the future by looking at what you've done in the past for us. We take this bread in remembrance of you. It goes on here. It says, in the same way he took the cup of wine after supper, and Jesus said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. just want to take a second and allow you to ponder and think on the blood of Jesus that created a new covenant for you and I that washed you and me clean and made us righteous in his Father's eyes. Jesus, we thank you for your blood that was shed, for your blood that was poured out, for your blood that washed us white as snow. Jesus, we honor you. We remember the price that was paid for us. We don't take it lightly. We honor you. We thank you for doing something that we could never, ever do, in our humanity. We love you and we thank you. Let's take the juice. And I just wanna pray for you one last time. I know we've prayed a lot this morning, but that's okay. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters today. And God, if they're watching this and they've lost hope and they're in a valley of trouble, and they're feeling hemmed in and closed in on every side. Father, I thank you and I ask right now that you are beginning to show them and remind them of things that you have done for them in the past when you have worked on their behalf. God, I ask that you begin to restore that hope, that you begin to repair that despair, that you begin to restore the hopelessness and take it from fear and anxiety and stress, and turn that back into eager anticipation to watch you work and to move in our lives. Father, we thank you for your spirit that is doing only what you can do. There is no other hope for us in the world than the name of Jesus Christ, the name that is above every other name, the name that made justice victorious. Father, we honor you, we love you, we praise you, and we worship you, God. God, I just thank you that you are continuing to work, continuing to move. Father, I pray that you seal these words today in our hearts, that you are transforming us, molding us and shaping us more and more into your image. Father, I pray for your peace to continue to overwhelm us, to continue to fill us, to continue to lead us and to guide us and to help us to be the people that you have called us to be. May we be your lights in the world, everywhere we go, in every conversation we have. Jesus, we love you. Father, we thank you for all that you've done and continue to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all said amen. Amen. Um, I hope that you leave today, that you shut this video off and the Spirit of God continues to speak to you. Remember, he's transforming the valley of trouble into a doorway of hope. God said some great things today to some of you, and I pray that you write them down before you forget, that you remember that God was speaking to you, that it wasn't Pastor Jake talking, that it wasn't just a man talking, sitting on some stool. It was the Spirit of God speaking directly to you. Take a moment, write it down, We're going to go back and worship again for a minute. Just let the Spirit of God speak to you. Allow that hope to be restored in your heart and in your life. We love you. We're praying for you. Hope to see you all very, very soon. Have a great day. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that His Spirit, His love, and His life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.